go into the um, hospital and because of all the crystal meth, my heart would, it got over 200 beats per minute and then it just gave out. And so I ended up flatlining for 45 seconds and then they had to paddle me back and then I flat, flatlined again for another 45 seconds and then they paddled me back. And so I end up like technically, you know, dying for almost two minutes. Yeah. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to the Gen Free Podcast. Can I get a little round of applause? Yay! You guys are so quiet. This is the student-led podcast focusing on discovering God's freedom in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Ayana Cruz. As always, we have... Sawyer Robertson. I am the co-host of the Gen Free Podcast. I'm still here. What a shocker. What a shocker. Wow, what, how lovely. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I would miss you very terribly if you ever left. I'm going to leave. Best co-host. Oh, you no, know I'm what? Kidding. Leave. Bye. Okay. My goodness. I get to take a spot. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to say a lot more than... You can't just sit there. You can't just be quiet. Not. And we have... Chris, I'm back again. Yay! Christopher. Yeah. yeah. And then... <laughs> Our lovely guest, who I'm so honored is here today. I might mispronounce your last name. It's okay. But I'm going to give it a shot. You got this. Go for it. Ryan Waldroop. Hey, man. You got it right. I got oh. it right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Normally people say drop, but you say droop. droop. So emphasis, emphasis on the two O's. Yes. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> We're all here. Would you like to share a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I live in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. I've uh, been there since 2019. Currently, I work for Global Awakening. Nice. Uh, it is a, a ministry started by Randy Clark. Mm -hmm. And I am a new husband, new awesome. father of oh. an amazing nine-month-old baby boy. His name is Emmanuel. Oh, that's a beautiful name. Been married for two years. And yeah. Wow. That's a snippet. That's awesome. Congratulations <laughs> yeah. on the baby. And mm -hmm. the, I mean, you've been married two years, but and the marriage. Wow. Yeah. What year is it? 2023. 2023. 2023. I had to think of it for a minute. Too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, hold up. Oh my. A lot can happen in a short amount of time. Wow. It feels like just after 2020, these past three years have all just felt like one. It, I, I, yeah. Like everything just slowed just down. Just a runoff. Yeah. Just connected. Yeah. Like I just, that's why I was like, oh wait, two years ago. Isn't it still 2020? But it's not. 2020 is not eternal. Here we are. Thank God. Thank God. So I have an icebreaker. Okay. And we haven't done these in a while. You guys excited? No. no. And it's I'm not excited. a question. And it's not a question this time. I'm going to have you get out of your element, maybe. Are you? You consider uh -oh. yourself a funny guy? My wife thinks so. Okay. Okay. So okay. yes. Yes. So, so yes. If your wife says, if a girl says you're funny, you're usually funny. Okay. Probably Unless not. Women lying. aren't funny. You need to shut no, I'm up. I'm kidding. <laughs> you have no room to talk. Shh. What? Okay. Shh. Actually, no. Since you want to talk, you could start off the icebreaker thing. Okay? I don't even know what it is. Well, you're going to find out. Is it jokes? It's not a joke. Oh. It's something that um, Grace and Emily came up with who are behind the cameras. Say your favorite vegetable into the mic in a weird voice. None of them. I eat no vegetables. That's Are you serious? I don't either. <laughs> In a weird. <laughs> I, I don't. Say your favorite vegetable or fruit because y'all y'all are so unhealthy. I'll go. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's got to be my favorite though. Not my favorite. What's your favorite? Do your favorite. <sighs> okay, if you if are, you have a list are you of favorites from us, if you have a list mm, of favorites, choose tomato. one and say <laughs> yeah, like that, like in a weird voice. <laughs> say it in a weird voice. Uh, I think he should go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just turn into Yoda. <laughs> I don't, am I going with fruit? I guess. Oh my gosh! Mm, orange. There you go! Yay! You did it. That's that's it. That's mm. the icebreaker. Okay. <laughs> they came up with it. Okay. <laughs> that might be the worst icebreaker we've ever had. <laughs> but it loosens things up, doesn't it? No. Yes. Yes. I made the same. Could make it a little bit more awkward. Yeah, yeah I kind of like it. Though. I so, feel good. Y'all are just straight. <laughs> no, I think it's funny. I mean, it's funny, but yeah, it's funny. All right, you All go, right. Chris. Oh, me? Yes. Yeah. 
Nice. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Corn. <laughs> Why'd you laugh before you said it? It was in a weird voice. Corn. Hey, I gotta think. Now. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just pull up a country one. Is that okay? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Mater. Mater. Mater, like, like to, tomato. tomato. Oh, oh, I just hear. I, I see the truck. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, Mater. <laughs> like a tomato. Like to Mater. Yeah, to <laughs> Mater. <laughs> there you go. I was like, I think Tomato. Remember? Yeah, it's yeah, Tomato. Tomato. Brian Lose. All right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do a fruit. Why don't you eat vegetables? I just don't like. You just don't eat vegetables. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Strawberries. Oh, dude, that was good. Oh, no. That was good. <laughs> I think that was the winner. If, there, uh, if there's a winner, <laughs> that was the one. Strawberries. I don't even know how I did. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> Reload the ting. <laughs> oh no! I gotta. <laughs> Strawberries. Oh God! <laughs> that, that 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 takes the cake. Yeah, that was good. That was yeah, good. that was good. How, how do you do that? I don't know. Put that on a beat. What job. other voices can you do? Yeah. Uh, I used to do the Joker. I can't anymore. <laughs> Wait, you can? I used to. That was not that long ago. Try again. Dude, there's a video of us at a sleepover just talking back and forth to each other in Batman and Joker voice at like 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> 3 a.m. Me and Sawyer's crazy. Oh, it's so funny. It's funny. All right. Um, you up that late. Because it's fun. Why not? Uh, okay. <clears throat> this isn't going to work. <laughs> Ray, you want to have a conversation? Wait, I got, I'm thinking of the... I don't know how I got these scars. Uh, okay. She's <laughs> getting in character. I want to know how I got these scars. It's not the same. Ow. What happened? Your voice got deeper. Joker. <laughs> Joker. How'd you get those scars? Hey, that's pretty good. When I was. Wait, hold up. What is this? My father. Oh, <laughs> father. Dude, that's Used good. to be a drinker. <laughs> and one night, you were off crazier than usual. Mommy got the kitchen knife to defend herself. She didn't like, he didn't like that. Joker. Not no. one bit. Joker. So... Comes at her with a knife. Says, why so serious? Why so serious, Joker? Comes at me with a knife. Sticks the blade in my mouth. This is a moment. Says, why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. And... There are no laws against the Pokemon Batman. There are no laws against the Pokemon Batman. <laughs> Joker, no. <laughs> Michaela, we might have to cut this out. <laughs> I enjoyed that. It was, it was a little dark. <laughs> it's okay. Dude, that movie Things is go awesome. from zero to 100 in this podcast. So I, I caught a little pony, Batman. I don't know. Joker, no. Can you it's do any Pokemon other voices? Batman. No. No, that's it? That's Just it. The mater? Just the mater. Just the mater. <laughs> Man. A one-trick pony. Is that, is, that, is that how you got your wife? It was the impression of the mater, wasn't it? It was. It was. That, that, yeah. that sealed the deal. Yeah. She said... Yes. Hey, hey girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hey, you, you go down there to the river and eat some maters? You ever seen someone drive yeah. backwards? She was like, absolutely. She's like, that. Yeah. that is the winner. Yeah. That's yeah. how I got her. That's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's at that moment I knew. Yeah. That was the match for me. That's no, the I actually met her on uh, the streets evangelizing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. In with the Mater impression. With the Mater impression. Wow. Yeah. Y'all want me, Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, let's get into Too serious. <laughs> now, split. Right, let's just take a breath. Whenever you uh, whenever you go to transition, you go like you're playing a massive piano <laughs> note. <laughs> just all at once. C minor. It's it's the I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say it anymore. Yep, okay. yep we're not gonna say right, it. I anymore. think I know where you were going, but it's fine. <laughs> where was I going? Nothing. Say it. No, 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 no. We can cut it out. I just want to hear it. No. No. <laughs> no. I was gonna make a joke about me being black. What? Like, <laughs> I'm like, it's the, it's the black soul in me, but no. <laughs> no. 
But you're Puerto Rican. Oregon. <laughs> I'm mixed. So I'm Puerto Rican and Guyanese. Yeah. Yeah, she awesome. told me I'm honorary Caribbean. Yeah, he's honorary. Because oh. he, he knows <laughs> how no he, idea. He, he can dance bachata very well. Oh, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, it's really surprising. Like, I, was, I, I to went dance. to teach him, and then he started getting Dominican on me, and I was like, like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and Chris. I mean, you have some rhythm. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Me and both, me and Chris both stared at him. We're like, I just like to Where that come from? I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, he, he started half stepping. I was like, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's pretty good at it. So that's he's good. very Caribbean. That's good. That's good. Yeah. He's invited to the cookout. Yeah, he is. He invited <laughs> all the cookouts. Man, you know, I didn't have one this year. I went to everybody else's, but I didn't have one. Do you have like a like a annual like family cookout? We don't. It's just like whoever's bored is like, hey, you wanna you wanna cook? And mm-hmm. suddenly like there's fifty people at your doorstep and you gotta feed them. Yeah. Good time. Yeah, it is good, good times. times. Like yeah, like I guess I did have one this year for my graduation party and you yeah. brought that random person I never met over. It that's Linden, just how it is. Yeah. What like, a guy. Linden. Shout out to Lyndon. I, I know you'd be listening. He listens to this. But yeah, that's just that's just how it is. So you're invited to whenever I throw another one. Okay, cool. Good job. Yeah, go. <laughs> you made it. I met, <laughs> I met the requirements. <laughs> cookout requirements. Maybe you'll meet out cookout cookout requirements for somebody one day. Okay. Yeah, we'll see how this podcast goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you are here to share your testimony with us. Yes. Yes, and we're all very excited. Mm-hmm. We are very excited. Brian talked highly of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brian. <laughs> yeah. I, I talk highly about him. He's an amazing man. Yeah. yeah. He is funny. He's doing such good stuff with, yeah. the, with the youth and just in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. There's really like no question to transition. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. All right. Unload it. Unload it. Unload it. All right. Well, first of all, like when, when I share my testimony, obviously like I'm going back. Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, I just want to make everybody know that it's giving God the glory. You know, I, I look at it from the perspective of being saved now. You know, and so I'm going to talk about some yucky stuff and talk about some things that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not like I'm, you know, wallowing in the stuff that I've been through. Right, mm-hmm. I'm giving God the glory because He's taken me out of all that mm-hmm. and He's brought me Absolutely. into this amazing life with Jesus. And yeah. I love you guys. This podcast is gin free, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's all about living free in Jesus, and that's what He's brought me into. Yeah, and I believe that He can bring anybody into the freedom of, of Christ. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't grow up in. Uh, a Christian household. Uh, uh, my dad was in the military. And so um, I was actually born on a military base in South Dakota. I don't really claim South Dakota when people ask me like where I'm from. Nothing against South Dakotians. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? South Dakota. I don't know. It's one of those places, right? And uh, when my parents got divorced, I was four years old. And uh, I went to live with my dad primarily. And so me, my dad, my older brother, we went to Georgia mm. and my mom just stayed in, in, in South Dakota. And when I was five years old, the following year, my, my dad pulled me and my older brother into uh, the living room. And he told us that my older brother, who was nine at the time, I was five, uh, is adopted and he's not my, my real brother, full blood brother. And he's going to go live with your mom. Um, apparently like his dad got out of prison at this time mm-hmm. and, uh, wanted to like restart the relationship with him. And so he kind of like left my life, um, never again lived with me and my dad before or, or after that. And, um, after that, the following year, my dad got with another, uh, woman mm-hmm. and this is a, a theme throughout his life is that he had a lot of women in his life. Um, but the following year he got with another woman and she had a, a 16 year old son. Mm-hmm. And so that son began molesting me when I was six years old mm-hmm. and he would do all kinds of things to me. Like when, when they would leave, he would like lock me and he would put on like a Jason mask and he would get like a machete and he would like lock me in a closet uh, on top of all the, you know, the abuse, the sexual abuse as well. So it went from like having like this big brother, you know, safety uh, to having like this, you know, monster. I know he was a monster. It was just the sin in him yeah. and who knows what he went through as a kid. Um, but it was rough, you know, in the moment, like when you're six years old, you don't really know what is actually happening to you. Um, so it didn't really catch up until later on, uh, like middle school. 
in middle school um, is when the reality of what happened and the reality of just also my parents being divorced and just my dad always having a different woman figure in my life. And so I was just, there was just this brokenness, this confusion of my identity. Right. Uh, and especially sexually, like my, my, my just identity was so broken. I didn't know in middle school, like I didn't know if I was like gay, didn't know if I was bi, didn't yeah. know if I was straight, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would actually act that out. You know what I mean? I would, experiment and, um, with, uh, both genders. And then, uh, I started using drugs, you know, a a coping mechanism, a mechanism of mine was like, I want the pain to go away. I want the confusion to go away. And so I'm going to get high. Yeah. Right. And so I started, I mean, I started drinking when I was nine, started using uh, marijuana when I was 13. Mm -hmm. Then by the time I was 14, I was already a full blown meth addict. Um, and so I just was just using drugs, just numbing all the pain. And um, then something happened when I was 15. When I was 15, I was uh, lured. I, I was shot up with uh, crystal meth and I was lured into this hotel room. And um, with uh, the expectation, this guy was, the guy was 26. I was 15 with the expectation of there, there's going to be women in the hotel room. And, uh, there wasn't, and, and he actually ended up raping me, but the, um, it was, it, it was weird though. I mean, the whole thing was absolutely horrible and evil, but mm-hmm. the weird thing within me was there was this perversion in my thinking, mm-hmm. right. Of, I kind of want this to happen, mm-hmm. you know, because I was just so sexually confused. And, um, so there wasn't like no fighting back and, and this and that. But that was kind of like the catalyst in my life of just like a breaking point. Mm-hmm. You know, after this moment, I uh, just went to the abyss. And what I mean by that is I just went as hard as I could every day, every moment of just getting high. And that lasted for, t- for 10 years, mm-hmm. 11 years. Um, till I was 24. So 10, 10 years. And then when I was 24, you know, I'm, I'm going to skip up. A, a lot in between that, you know, there was, there was a period of me like going into the military. Uh, I, I was in the army for three years and had some brief sobriety, um, but not much. And then went to Afghanistan. And when I came back from Afghanistan, um, it's just like all the stuff that happened in Afghanistan coupled with all the stuff that happened in my youth, you know, um, it just triggered and exploded and I just went back to what I knew, right? And that's yeah. drinking and using drugs mm-hmm. to, to cope and to and suppress, to yeah, to escape. And so they ended up actually chaptering me out of the military. Um, they diagnosed me with PTSD and chaptered me out. I didn't get a dishonorable discharge. Uh, got a general under honorable. So I still have like all the benefits and everything, which is a total blessing. But um, when I got out of the military, I went back uh, to, so I'm originally, I know we talked about South Dakota. Yeah. Both this, both sides of my my family, my mom and my dad, all their family are from North Carolina, Smoky Mountains, North Carolina, a little town called Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was actually raised in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. There's a whole, it's, it's, that sounds so confusing, right? South Dakota, North Carolina, Hawaii. So you were born in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. All your family's from this part, Franklin, mm-hmm. North, North Carolina. Carolina. But you were raised in Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. I, I spent you. a total of 16 years in Hawaii. Oh, wow. Yeah. I okay. went to uh, middle school there and I went to high school there. And then uh, when I got out of the military uh, in the part that I'm going to tell you in a minute, I spent another eight years. But when I got out of the military, I went back to North Carolina for a little bit. And um, in when I was there, I, like I said, I just went back to what I knew. And so I was getting high. I was selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Um uh, just to feed my habit. And I was with my older brother and we were actually going, we were going to a family barbecue talking about barbecues earlier. You know? It all comes back to the barbecue. <laughs> we, we were going to a family barbecue and I was with my older brother and um, we got pulled over by the cops and like, mm-hmm. We're from, it's just such a small town. You know what I mean? Like we know like who the cops are and it was the canine unit. Mm. And so I'm, my thinking back then was really irrational, obviously. Mm. 
you know? And so my thinking was, I'm going to eat all this instead of uh, possibly take a charge and go to jail. And so I had four grams of crystal meth and like a bunch of oxycodone and which is a lot to like just digest, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I did though, I ate it all. And, uh, my brother was the one driving. So he was the one talking to the cop and he was outside the car talking to the cop for probably like 20 minutes. And they just gave us a, a a warning for an expired tag. Mm. And so by the time he got back into the car and they let us go, it just hit me. Like everything that I did just digested just hit me uh, so hard. And I don't even remember the, the ride back to, I, all I did was like lean back and uh, tell him, just get me to my mom's, you know? And so I don't remember the ride at all. Apparently we get to my mom's and I go inside the house and I'm like looking for something to eat to get on my stomach, you know? And my little brother is there and he says, no, he's not okay. We got to take him to the hospital. And I don't remember any of this. The only thing that I do remember is uh, being on a gurney going into the hospital and looking up at the nurse and saying, am I going to be okay? And for the longest time, I thought it was her that said, we don't know, we're going to be praying. Mm. But apparently I found this out years later um, that my little brother was actually the one saying that. And he was actually in the back seat, like praying the whole time. Oh wow! And so I, I uh, go into the um, hospital and because of all the crystal meth, my heart would, it got over 200 beats per minute and then it just gave out. And so I ended up flatlining for 45 seconds and then they had to paddle me back and then I flat flatlined again for another 45 seconds and then they paddled me back. And so I end up like technically, you know, dying for almost two minutes. Yeah. And I didn't have, <clears throat> I didn't have no like encounter in the hospital room. I know people that have, you know, one of my, one of my good friends, uh, William Wood, had an amazing encounter in the hospital where, you know, angel of the Lord walked through the wall, but that didn't happen to me, you know, (laughs) 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 you know, uh, I said earlier that I didn't grow up in the church. Um, one memory that I do have about the church is that my grandma played the organ for Mm -hmm. a Southern Baptist church. Mm -hmm. Right. And, so there would be periods in my life where we would go back down to this, uh, we would go back to North Carolina, Franklin, North Carolina, and my, I would walk to this church with my grandfather, right? And there's, you know, so that was a seed of Jesus in my life. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that I knew about Jesus is that he was light, mm-hmm. right? So what happened to me in that hospital was when I died, it was just dark. Mm-hmm those two minutes, almost two minutes of me being under, like it was just complete darkness. Right. And so when I finally came to, I spent, uh, five, five days in ICU. Well, that darkness, me knowing that Jesus is light kind of like put a fear in me of Mm -hmm. like, I need to get help, you know, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to die or I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life, you know? So it put this fear in me of wanting to get help. And I called my dad. My dad was actually there. Actually, he was like hand feeding me in the hospital. It's crazy because he 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 was living in Hawaii, right? He just happened to be there in North Carolina at this time, uh, which is rare. Um, mm-hmm. And so he had left after the the fact because he had to go back uh, to Hawaii. And but we were in the works of like getting me into a rehab in Hawaii. It was a, a rehab facility for veterans, and we started that process. And I went back to my mom's house and then all the drugs started coming out of my system. And I started going through like heavy, heavy, heavy withdrawals. Mm-hmm. All right. So I did something not too smart. Um, when, even though we were in the process of, you know, going to rehab in Hawaii and figuring all that out. Um, when all the withdrawals started coming, I actually went and I broke into this house mm-hmm. and I ended up robbing this house and, I stole a whole bunch of firearms, a whole bunch of jewelry. Um, and my, like I said, my thinking was irrational. Uh, <laughs> kind of obvious, you know, with everything that I'm saying. But I pawned all this jewelry in the pawn shop in my hometown. So it's, it's super small, right? And so it's this, like obvious. Right, yeah. right, right. It's yeah. not going to take them long to figure out like who, who did it, right? And so... 
the detective actually, he ends up, uh, I, I forgot how he got my number. He, I think he just went to my mom's and got it off. Like, you know, her, one of my brothers, but he ends up calling me and, um, I actually just own up to everything. He, he comes and picks me up, takes me to my mom's house. I, I didn't do anything with the guns just yet. So they were just sitting like in the, in, in the bedroom, ended up giving them all the guns and they took me to the police station and, uh, I gave them my statement. It was eight felonies. Mm-hmm. All right. It was, uh, two counts of each of these, uh, possession of stolen firearms, grand larceny, breaking and entering and burglary. The reason why it was two counts is because I went back twice. Mm-hmm. So I like, I took the stuff to my house. It was a house like through the woods. And so I just went and then came back and then went again. Um, so it's eight felonies and then I'm giving them my statement. They arrest me and then they do something that is weird. They give me an unsecured $50,000 bond. And so what that means is, is that you don't need a bondsman. You don't need any money. All you, you can just sign yourself out. Right. What? Yeah. It's like unheard of crazy. That's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And so I literally, right when I sign myself out of jail, I uh, run back to my mom's and then the next day I hop on a plane and I fly to Hawaii and I wow. run. It's yeah. basically what I'm saying yeah. is I run, mm-hmm. right? I get away from it all. And I was talking to my lawyer. Uh, so I, I, I go to Hawaii. I check myself into this rehab facility. I'm talking to my lawyer for a period of time, uh, but then it just kind of stops, you know? Um, and I'm just in this run mentality, right? But yeah. I'm in I'm in this rehab facility now. And mind you, I still don't have a, a relationship with Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know about him. Um, that fear of him being light was still there. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm doing everything in the flesh. And, you know, if you do everything in the flesh, you, you guys know how that is. It's just like friction. It's yeah. impossible to maintain. And uh, I'm sober for like three months. And uh, I actually go to a Christmas party with my dad. And we uh, end up drinking. And I go back to the rehab facility and end up getting into a fight. And when uh, I got into a fight, they kicked me out of the, the, the rehab facility the, mm. the next day. All right. So now here I am, I'm like homeless, uh, have no money. All I have is a, a phone, a skateboard and like a book back. Mm-hmm. And I'm on like this, this back road area of Hawaii. Um, there's really nothing around. And I'm just like laying on the dirt ground. I'm looking up at the sky and I'm like crying out to God, this God that I don't know. Um, and I'm asking him like, why did this happen? Like, I finally thought I was doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like being sober in rehab, trying to do what, what is right. How did this happen? Why did it happen? And I get this phone call. My phone rings in this moment. And it's this lady who did my intake into the rehab facility. She had only met me one time. And she says, Hey, this is going to sound weird, but, um, God spoke to me and told me that I need to help you. And, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, how to, you know, I'm like, what, you know, I'm like, what are you talking about? And, uh, but at the same time I have nothing. Yeah. Right. I have nothing in my life. Um, and so I'm not going to say no. Mm -hmm. And so and she's also breaking all the rules, right? If you, if you know anything about like not going out of the work environment of like counseling and addiction specialists and all that, they're not supposed to do this, mm-hmm. right? So she's breaking the rules, yeah. but she's following the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And so she actually comes and picks me up, her and her sister, and they take me to another rehab facility uh, in town. And then a week later, I was actually able to get back into um the, the, the main one, the uh-huh. one for veterans. And so when that happened, this sparked like an amazing relationship between me and her, but also she had a four-year-old daughter, right? And her name was Kiana De La Cruz. Uh, the lady, the mother is La Hela De La Cruz. And me and this four-year-old uh, daughter just became like besties, you know, we became like besties. We were joined at the hip. Uh, her dad, uh, was but was not in her life you know uh, her mom was a christian her dad was not a christian he was atheist Mm. and so i became like a kind of like a father figure in her life you Mm. know and i know now that it was the kindness of god Mm. you know that leads to mental repentance and in that Mm. moment it was the kindness of him um knowing that i needed the innocence of a child to restore my soul that was broken with all the stuff that had happened to me as a child 
So shortly after that, there was a church near the rehab facility. And I go to this church. It was a four square church. And I end up giving my life to Jesus. Uh, I don't remember what the message was about. Right. Um, all I know is that I had tried everything and I'm going to try Jesus. And so I did like, you know, the salvation prayer and kept going back. And, but really it was the, the family aspect of the church, mm-hmm. right. That kept me going back. Um, it wasn't that I had this amazing encounter with God in the beginning. Um, it was when I went there, you know, coming from a broken home and broken family, I, I, I felt this love from these people, you know, or that I never knew growing up. And so, yeah. um, it drew me back again mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. and again. Yeah. And, uh, then discipleship started to take place and, you know, I just started growing, but mind you now I have this humongous shadow over my life, right. Of all these charges in North Carolina. Yeah. And I, just keep feeling um, and hearing what I know now is the voice of God. I just had this sense, you know, that, that the Lord was telling me, don't go back. Um, It's okay. Just stay with me and it'll be all right. And so that's what I did. You know, I just kept it like my little hidden secret a little bit, you know, and um, kept going back to church, serving him. And as Sooner or later, it's like five years flies by, mm. you know? Wow. And at this point, you know, I, I've been living with the Lord. So much has changed in my character. Uh, I've completely sober, been sober for a while now. My mind's been renewed. Yeah. And so now I'm at this point where like, I'm okay if I were to go to prison, you know? And so I actually start to test that. <laughs> and what I mean by test that is I start applying for jobs that would do fingerprints that would take my fingerprints and like, you know, um, do background checks. And so I actually go and I apply for a job to work with preschool kids at the Salvation Army to become a, a, a yeah, you laughing. <laughs> hey, if you're going to test it, if you're going to test it, you might as well go all in, right? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I got eight felonies. I'm going to go work with kids. Yeah. I don't mean to laugh, but you were like, let me just... You might as well go all in, you know? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Because I, I was actually already working in the Salvation Army, mm-hmm. but in the in the gym portion of it. Mm-hmm. Like they had like a fitness center mm-hmm. and I'd already been working there for like two years. But, you know, in the fitness center, they're, they're not going to take background checks or anything. Not no fingerprints at least. Um, but to work with kids, they will. Yeah. And so I did. And um, sure enough, my, my fingerprints come up hot. All right. And so I have to go to, to, to the Department of Human Services. They call me and I have to go to the Department of Human Services. So they pull me in this room and I'm talking to this guy. And it's like, you know, if you've ever, ever seen like CSI or, you know, those, yeah. Those, yeah. those cop shows, it was just like that, man. For real. They had like a binder, you know what I mean? One of those little yellow notebooks and stuff. And he's like, so we're in, he's bringing up my military c- career and going all into that. And then he's like, in 2011, were you caught with possession of stolen firearms? Immediately when he said that, I'm like, oh man, I'm about to go to prison. I was like, the feds about to come in here and bust open the doors. And I'm just like, FBI, open right, up. right. You know what I mean? I've seen this before. Yeah. Like this is a movie. Oh yeah. You know, and I just keep owning up to it. I'm like, I just keep saying yes, 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 yes to all this stuff. And at the end of it, he said, well, it's a good thing that all of those charges were dismissed. Oh. Yeah. That was my reaction. Yeah. Inside though, I had to keep it cool You're on the outside. Like, right? I had to keep it cool nodding. on the outside. Oh. But inside. Oh. <laughs> right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the inside, I was freaking out. Because um, yeah. mm-hmm. I just couldn't understand how. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Obviously, I know how. It's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just can do things like that. You know? I don't in the, in the physical, I don't know how he did it. Yeah. You know, got some paperwork mixed up or something. You know what I mean? Who knows? Right. Um, but yeah, all the charges were actually dismissed and I actually ended up getting the job. Mm-hmm. And so wow. I worked with uh, preschool kids for about six months. Um, it was about all I could take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you so can edit that part. Listen, I'm I'm good with like 
middle school, high school, young adults. But when it's like, first of all, I was the only dude. Right. Yeah. Working yeah. at this preschool, and it was mm-hmm. all, and I mean, I got tats all over my body, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm this one guy, and it's a one to 10 child ratio. So, it's like, man, I, I had this one kid, he would just mock me. No. You know, like during, during nap time, right? Yeah. Like you had to put him down and uh, I actually knew his parents. And so uh, I'm not going to say his name or anything, but I'd be like, hey, if you don't go to sleep, I'm going to have to tell your parents. He's like, and he would be like, yeah, I'm going to tell your parents. <laughs> <laughs> and he would just mock me, bro. I mean, there's four. Yeah, four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tell my parents. Who do you think? Uh, yeah, do you it, I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, have fun with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to watch the backyard again later. Right. <laughs> so I, I, six months was good. I think it trained me. It prepped me for this, this season I'm about to enter into with mm-hmm. my son. Though. Mm-hmm. But uh, no. And then what's cool as well is I had 30, I didn't have insurance when I um, went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had $30,000 of hospital debt. Right. Mm-hmm. About a year prior to this moment of me applying for this job and finding out all those charges were dismissed. I called um, to look up my debt and I wanted to pay it there. And it was on my record, right? Well, around the same time that those charges were dismissed, I called back and and wanted to find out about this debt so I could start making payments. All the $30,000 was wiped off my record. It's only God. Yeah. Yeah. And so God is amazing. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my testimony in a snippet you know there's way more to it obviously but then shortly after that i came to mechanicsburg pennsylvania what brought you out here the lord yeah no no i I mean yes the lord uh so i actually started youth pastoring after all that i I just told you about uh became the youth pastor of the four square church and wanted to uh, test your fingerprints further yeah you know i wanted to test my fingerprints further and i youth pastored for about three years and um it was a Pentecostal church, a four square church, mm-hmm. but there, um, I didn't know anything like about the gifts of the spirit, the Holy spirit, nothing, nothing to that, you know? And then I started, um, I started pastoring with this other pastor who was 10 years younger than me. Mm. And it, we would do this thing called, um, uh, oh, what was it called? I totally forget the name. Yeah. What was the tent ministry, tent oh, ministry. There we go. Never yeah, because <laughs> we had a we had a middle school and we had a high school like right across the street from our our our, our church. Mm-hmm. And so what we would do is we would like take a tent, pop it up, and we would give out waters, food, and he would sit there and worship, and then we would pray and just meet them on the streets, you know. And nice. but he would like pray for people, and they would be healed. Mm-hmm. Right? He would prophesy what I know now is prophecy, and he would say these elaborate things about their life. And it, it was just like, what is this? You know? And I, I'd ask him, I was like, bro, what are you doing? You know, what, like, what are you doing? He's like, bro, I just been watching Todd White, man. And so that was kind of like my entrance. Right. And then I, um, he told me about this other ministry It's called Kingdom Living Oahu. And I started doing that. And it was in that ministry actually, where I had a lot of deliverance, a lot Mm -hmm. of breakthrough. Um, I was in worship one day and this man, his name was Samuel. He comes and lays his hand on my back and he says, strong tower today, the soldier dies and the soldier cannot enter into the bridal chambers. Mm. Immediately. Like when he said that, um, I, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard this. It's just like liquid love, right? Just came over my life. And Mm -hmm. I, I just started crying for like an hour on the ground. Um, and it completely changed me. Yeah. Right. It was this prior to that, you know, the whole um, divorce, my dad always having women in his life. I always had to strive and earn, or at least felt like I had to strive or earn. And so that correlated to my reality of who the father was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did that through works, you know? And yeah. so in that moment though, all that was broken off completely. And I just was completely changed. Then found out about GSSM. So GSSM is, I'm sure you guys know, it's a school in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. You don't know. GSSM, no. Oh, do you know? I've heard of it. Do you know? Wow. You guys are like 35 minutes away. I, I, I've only lived here for like seven years and I'm just exploring what this place does. Seven years is a long time. Seven years is a long time. <laughs> a long time. Yes, yes. Yeah. But that, 
but literally we only go to Philly and Florida. That's it. So yeah, yeah. So what's G S S J S S? It's G. What is G? So it's a global school of supernatural ministry. Oh wait, I do know what this is. There we go. It's coming to you. You don't have to say the full name. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Acronyms can't mess people up, but. <laughs> Just ignore me. Continue. But GSSM is like a, it's a, so Global Awakening is like the parent company, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so within Global Awakening, you have all these other departments, and so Global School of Supernatural Ministry is one of them. Um, and so I actually work for Global Awakening now, but I work for a whole different department. I work for the network department. Okay. But anyways, I found out, I met these two guys in Hawaii. They did this school, right? And it's the Randy Clark's Global School of Supernatural Ministry. And so I'm like lying in my bed in Hawaii now and I'm like half asleep, half awake. And I hear the audible voice of God for the very first time in my life. The only time. Mm -hmm. And all he says is, Ron the name, <laughs> the name Ron. <laughs> right. And so when you said that, it's like, um, did he say run or Ron? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's Ron. Ron. Uh, Ron that, that could be two very different I know, things. I know it can, it can. Um, Ron was a person. He was one of the two people that did the school mm -hmm. who I met and I was very drawn to him in particular. Mm -hmm. And so um, the Lord just used his name. And then when I woke up, now I'm having this conversation with God, like why you could say anything that you want to say to me and you say another man's name, you know, I'm like, this is weird, <laughs> you know, but I start having like this internal dialogue with God now. And he tells me to hop on the computer and sign up for this three week school in Mechanicburg, Pennsylvania called Global School Intensive. Mm. Um, it's part of GSSM. Mm -hmm. You do a three-week school. And so I did. And I came to that three-week school with every intention of going back to Hawaii and pastoring the youth and continuing on with my life. But when I went to the school, um, the Lord started saying, I want you to do the whole school. And I, I had a problem with that. You know what I mean? Just being honest. Yeah. First of all, it's Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and then Mechanicsburg. Yeah, right. I've never been to Pennsylvania, so it was a little weird. Yeah. Um, but... No, I had a foundation for the first time in my life. You know, I, I'm walking with the Lord. I'm living holy and, and, and doing amazing things for, for, uh, God. And, um, I have a family, a church family, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was hard. It's like to give all that up yeah. and move to a foreign land, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I was obedient. Um, I told him yes. And I went back to Hawaii and I sold everything that I owned. I didn't have a lot, but and I came out, my, my pastors like blessed the move and came out and that's where I met my wife and have my son. Yeah. We, me and my wife met at first year. Yeah. And then just had a son and yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. It all unfolded from there. It all unfolded from there. To where you are now. To where I am now. Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's going down. Mechanicsburg, <laughs> Pennsylvania. And York. And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was wondering, um, uh, you had uh, <laughs> said your, your brother who had, uh, um, uh, like, uh, was adopted and then had went back and started a relationship with his dad. Did you ever, um, uh, like, uh, reconnect and stay in, in contact uh, um, throughout your life? Yeah. So, um, yes, we uh, never lived together again. But, yeah, we, um, we have stayed in contact. That's awesome. Wait, yeah. So he was the one driving the car. He was the one driving the car. Yeah. Yeah. And then my little brother is the one that um, was praying. Mm -hmm. Right. I found that out because when I, when I came here, my, my little, we all three struggled with addiction. Um, my, my older brother is actually still in addiction. He's still mm -hmm. lost. And I think he's actually in jail right now. Um, there's been a lot of disconnect with, mm -hmm. with him now. And so, you know, pray for him. His name is Dustin. Got it. Um, my little brother is doing good. He did, uh, he ended up doing five years in, in prison. Um, he was a prison guard. Mm -hmm. Some stuff happened and he did five years, but he did, when I came to the school, he was actually in a prison in Maryland. And so I was able to see him for the first time in like a long time. Mm -hmm. And then that's when he shared that with me that he, he was, you know, praying in the back seat. Right. And so it was, it was amazing, but he's doing good. He's got a, a church he's going to nice. doing great. Yeah. It's nice. awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's, it's interesting how God can just do three sixties in someone's life. It is. Yeah, it's just. I think that's what what's insane to me when I hear your testimony, other people's testimonies. God is such a good father. He is. Yeah. Just. It brings a smile to my face. And that's really all. I, I got nothing else to say. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, uh, like uh, from your testimony, I mean, like uh, sometimes uh, it's easy to picture God doing like the supernatural stuff, but then like with the uh, um, uh, with the things like with the um, thirty thousand dollar debt or the mm-hmm. um, uh, charges, uh, um, like uh, those just being supernaturally wiped away can be uh, harder to to picture for someone. And uh, um, like uh, I just think those things are incredible and just uh, um such a blessing and uh, um uh, have definitely helped you to get where you are now and i think that's awesome yeah it is amazing it's like yeah. god could do that for other people like oh. sometimes mm-hmm. we sometimes he does it all the time exactly that's just his nature you know he's just a good father mm-hmm. that loves you know i was just i was just preaching on like uh acts nine and and paul you know um we'll saw at the moment but he you take this, it's like he was an individual that he, he wasn't even repentant in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. He wasn't even, he was actively pursuing Christians to kill them and yeah. throw them mm-hmm. in, in prison. Right. And just the sovereignty of the, of God and his goodness and his nature just met him on the road to Damascus and in, interrupted his life and changed him completely, yeah. you know, and then took him through this amazing process of coming to know that he is the Messiah. And so it, it, that, that story amazes me because it's like, God can change a person even when they don't want to change. Yeah. Mm. Or even when they don't even have a, th- a, a thought to change. Mm-hmm. Right. He can change them in an instance. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think repentance is helpful though. You no, know what I mean? Sure. But there's plenty of stories that he interrupts people's life, even when they are um, actively doing evil. Yeah. I mean like, like in, in my story, um, like uh, when I was at my lowest and my mom brought me to one of um, Brian's meetings and then I proceeded to meet like uh, all of these guys and Brian, um, uh, I did not want to be there. She wanted to, um, she was the one who brought me there. Um, uh, and then I like uh, in that moment uh, was uh, um, distinctly affected by uh, that service and God met me uh, even though I wasn't open to it yeah. um, and I didn't, um, uh, really um, want to, I had, uh, well, I mean, I had grown up in a church, but it wasn't very youth oriented. It was a lot of old people. Yeah. Um, and then we, <laughs> me and my sisters were the, me and my sisters were the youngest people there um, besides like little, little kids. Um, and, uh, and so like I, I knew about God and I knew about some of the stuff he did, but it wasn't really like real to me. And we, um, and we like, it was hard getting up on Sunday mornings and going, whereas now it's um, something we, we love doing and look forward yeah, to. Come on. Um, uh, so, but um, like he just completely halted my life um, and completely changed in a different direction because I was dealing with like uh, um, uh, addiction, suicide and uh, um, depression and anxiety. Um, but he uh, um, like uh, stopped me in my tracks and met me. And then subsequently all of those things have um, left my life. So good, man. Yeah. So good. It's Trina's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, that's God for that's Trina. That's his mom. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the, the Lord for cool Trina. Yeah. She said made her. Yeah. No, I'm going to be like, say tomato. Say, say tomato. <laughs> no, I really feel like she would. I got to test it out. Call your mother after this. Let me talk. I don't think she's going to say it. She says tomato. I don't think she's going to say tomato. But she's going to say it with an accent that's going to sound like from the, she's from the South? Yeah. we. Um, she grew up in Virginia. Okay. And I grew up traveling um, back Her and forth. Her voice is so lovely. It's yeah. like, it's just like. It's like my mom. My mom. Your mom has southern accent? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone, the, everyone in my family, Carolina. besides me and my sisters, has accents. What's it like having a mom with a like cool accent, like like a nice accent? Your mom has a New York, New York, accent. New York accent. My mom has a it's Philly funny. accent, so it's just like it's just rough. Yeah. I don't. We don't get. But we don't got the butter voices. Your mom has a butter voice. The butter voice. Yeah, butter, butter, it's like, it's like smooth, like the smooth southernness. I got ours is like, like straight. Tough. It's a straight, tough, straight hood with I mean, a mix I make of fun English of her though because she says yeah. coffee and yeah, she coffee. Does coffee. coffee. I'll make you a Don't coffee. Don't do Neil like that. <laughs> Don't do Neil that like that. I love you. I'm gonna call your mom after this. Uh, you you don't have my mom's number. I could figure it out. 
<laughs> Trina loves me. Uh, Trina no loves kidding. me. <laughs> <laughs> you did not hear our two hour long conversation when I was over. Two so, hour long conversation? Yeah, yeah while you guys were playing outside. Of, I had a bunch of them over to play wiffle ball. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Do y'all yeah. play pickleball? Seth and Noah, Seth two of it. his my friends, two best friends, his two best friends who are also friends with my best friends with my brother. <laughs> this like <laughs> this popular here. What I noticed. What is it? Like I hear, I hear about it. Well, it's like this. It's kind of like, like tennis, tennis, but, but the shorter and yeah. like four squares. And like the paddles are like straight wood. Yeah. Apparently, it's like reviving across the like. Country. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's there's, definitely there's like grown and popular. It is like yeah, there's a court right by my house, <laughs> and they are there all the time. Yeah, like, but it looks so fun. I mean, it's it is great fun. to see it it outside. It's hard to, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Fun. I played it one is time. Fun. You did? Yeah. Were you good? I'm getting old. Thirty-five. <laughs> 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 You need a... <laughs> My bones, man. You're only 35. Uh, that's true. I start speaking life. I'm so 35. Young. Yeah. So young. Yeah. You know, I'm you the pickleball champion of the world. There you go. Speak it into existence. I know. Yeah. God but takes I, you down the honestly, road of youth pastoring with pickleball. <laughs> yeah. And you just become like the largest pickleball player ever. Let's do it. I see a vision right now. Awesome. <laughs> it that'd could be, be that you have a kid now. Because I know my mom had me young and she started feeling old as soon as I was born. So it could just be the kid. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. It could just be your son. I mean, my back definitely hurts. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, that, that could be it. Yeah. Everything just go downhill. Well, physically, apparently, when you have kids, according to most people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, that could be. That could be why your back hurts at 35. Who knows? It could be. <laughs> Who knows? That, that could be. It could be. <laughs> Yeah, you never know. Anyways, fifty-one minutes in, we told you it'd be lovely. Wow. We told you it'd lead more. To, that's when you said forty minutes. We're good. Like, no, no, it's not going to be go forty longer. We, well, we made longer. it under. We made it under an hour. Yeah, so. we made it under an hour. The longest we've gone is with Will Hart. We went like one fifteen. Right? Oh, I love him too. Yeah. We, uh, we, I think we went like an hour fifteen. Yeah, it was an insanely long episode. Yeah, the back of his head's up there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the back of Will Hart's head. Hello. <laughs> Silky hair. Oh, yeah. you know what I, I I I was thinking about the shout this year, which is the conference yeah. that Brian does in and Albuquerque. He's doing yeah. Albuquerque. yeah, New Life City. Yeah, but he is it just me? Do you remember when he first walked on stage this year? He looked like a Dominican with the floral shirt and the shoes and the tight Dude, he pants. was wearing so yeah, tight I was pants. Like, like I was like, I have no idea. What I, this does not stick out in my mind. <laughs> you said <laughs> Brian. You said Brian looked Dominican. No, um, Whoa. Will Hart. Because oh. at that point, I was with this guy who was Dominican, Let's and we both I, look at him and we I just stare at each other. Because <laughs> it was the jeans, man. But I, I don't know. It was the jeans, jeans. really tight. Yeah, they were like, and then yeah. the shoes. The shoes shorted. I was done. Was done. I, I rolled. Which shirt he was wearing? Do you have the picture? I'm looking. I'm looking to see what I have. See, this is this is our chill time now. Now we okay, have, now we a picture Good. of Will Hart. Will Hart in his floral t-shirt and skinny jeans. Yup. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 that's not, that's not it. That's not the. He outfit. had the one he had with the floral shirt. He's like, "Hello, y'all." I was like, "I don't think I have that one." And they started, and then he started praying in Spanish. I was like, "Oh, it's come true." It's come true. Me gusta la leche. <laughs> now we gotta find I don't this think picture. I have one. Oh, you can do it. God, I don't think I have one. But it was the skinniest jeans ever. You wear some skinny jeans. I have yeah, him in a different pair of jeans. Yeah, I don't think I have it. Yeah. Anyways. Put up a picture of a guy in skinny jeans. That's yeah. Will Hart. That was Will Hart. I wonder if we have a picture somewhere. Maybe I mean, we do. it's there. It's just you can't I see mean, it. we could screenshot it from the service. You're right. We need. We'll find it. We'll, we'll find, find it. it. And certified Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> Just post it on our page. No reason. Invited side by side. <laughs> side by side. Invited to the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I want to thank you for coming on here. Yeah, yeah, thank, thank you guys. And being vulnerable with what God did with your life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. you. Incredible, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so Please. much for having me. It's a blessing. Yeah. You are invited to the next cookout. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, made it. Yeah. I will cook you something too. I will oh, bring what? something. Yeah. What are you gonna cook? What's your favorite dish to cook? Yeah. Oh, you're not gonna know it. Oh, to cook. Try me. Yeah. Oh, I've never cooked this. I thought you said my oh. favorite dish. What's your so favorite my, my favorite dish is actually is, it's a dish called lechon kawali. You know no, I lechon yeah. like pig. Yeah. See, yeah. no. Yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. come on. Lechon. It's, so it's actually a Filipino dish. Um, Hawaii is like a, a mixing melting pot with mm -hmm. different cultures. And so uh, it's crispy pork 
with tomatoes and uh, Tomato. onion. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. <laughs> and onions, and then you got you put it on a bed of rice, mm. and then there's like the sauce that they pour over it. Mm. Yeah, so good. Yeah, well, we make stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, now my mouth. Is it what? A Puerto Rican dish? There's something similar. It's just bed meat. It's you get the pork shoulder, you crisp it up, you eat the skin. Oh, yeah. The skin it's definitely so something you cannot eat every day. Yeah. Because mm. it's so unhealthy. You know what I mean? But it's delicious. And But we don't do tomato. We do it like rice. Yeah. Do you guys like spam? Yes. yes. Okay. Praise God. <laughs> so he's like, nah. I have yeah. it. Bro, I bet you if I made my spam dish, you would like it. What is it? It's simple. So you get a can of spam, mm-hmm. you slice it into slices, and then you fry them. And then I uh, like marinate them. Well, not really marinate them, but like I dip them in like this uh, soy sauce mm-hmm. and sugar uh, mix. So it's like soy sauce and sugar. And then I cook it with uh, runny eggs, it's like over easy eggs. So I get a bed of rice. I put the seasoning. You gotta have the seasoning. The seasoning is what makes it. It's called a furikake. That is it a Hawaiian thing? It's Japanese. It's Japanese, mm-hmm. and it's like seaweed with sesame seed. Put that over the rice. Put the eggs on top, and then you put the spam on top. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. That sounds good. Sounds good. I think we amazing. make a new segment called Cooking with Ryan. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> you come on. Like, it'll episodes. be like a TikTok show. Yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> but I've had people that told me like they hate spam, mm-hmm. and then they've tried it, and, they and like then they it. like it. Mm. It depends on how you make it. Yeah, it depends on what you do with. It. Yeah, I've never I tried it. We need to give it to him. I don't know. <laughs> spam used to be cheap. It's expensive now. Yeah, they lock like, it up in Hawaii. That's that's oh, a struggle kidding. food. <laughs> <laughs> like when I see struggle foods go viral or start like getting expensive, I'm like, yeah, inflation. Inflation. It's a can of spam. It's a can of spam. I saw that price. I was like, no. Yeah. Everything's everything's expensive now. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. I bought a candy bar the other day. It was like two fifty. Oh. oh my gosh. Crazy. Remember they're like 99 cents. I remember 50 cent. You remember I'm 35. Yeah? Yeah, I remember 99 cent a dollar. Yeah. You can get the thing of gum. Yeah. The dollar menu at McDonald's? No longer. It's there. no longer that I can't get a dollar McChicken. <laughs> it's not there no more? No, I don't think the dollar menu exists It's like three fifty nine for a McChicken. No, it's not. Oh my gosh. I, we we got to end this episode, but I'm going I'm to pull it up for okay. you and show you this three fifty nine McChicken. Okay. Crazy. McDonald's. <laughs> We're going to protest outside McDonald's. <laughs> Bring back the dollar menu. <laughs> Honestly. Because I, I was talking about it, I was talking about with Felix, right? And because we wanted, we were hungry, we wanted McDonald's. And then I was like, they still got the dollar menu? He's like, no. No. The dollar menu died. <laughs> I wanted to cry. We should close out and pray. Let's do it. Yeah. Can you close this out? I would love to. All right. And people are going to be watching this, right? Yeah. So I yeah. want to pray for everybody. Yeah, Father, I just thank you, God. Um, I thank you for this amazing team here, and I thank you for what they're doing, uh, how they're just hosting your presence, Lord, and how they're uh, using their arts, using their gifts, using the gifts that you have given them, God, to just bless um, everybody that comes on here, but everybody that is watching as well, Lord. And I, I thank you for their joy and their laughter and how they create a culture that is a friendly and uh, a culture that allows people to open up and be vulnerable and transparent. And so I'm super blessed by uh, you three and everybody in this room, but I I just want to pray for everybody that is watching them. As you heard my story, uh, if there's any type of addiction, if there's any type of trauma, if there's any type of brokenness in your life, I just want you to know that Jesus can change you in an instant. He is the giver of life and he can take anything that is uh, broken, anything that is um, just not good inside and he can change it and he can restore you and he can bring freedom in your life. Uh, this is all about freedom and there's only one true freedom and it's found in Jesus. So I just bless you all in Jesus name. And um, I just encourage you as well to be vulnerable and and speak up. Um, your voice matters. And when you speak about what happened to you to trustworthy individuals, it unlocks something in your soul. And uh, so Use your voice because God gave you a voice. And so I just bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah. If you haven't followed us at Faith Like Birds on our YouTube, on our Instagram, MySpace. on our MySpace, <laughs> on our Apple Podcast, our Spotify, our YouTube channel, did I cover it all? Why not? We're two seasons in. 
Unless you're new here, then I, I have grace for that. Yeah. yeah. Looking at you, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff is a random guy we talk time. to. About time, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us at Faith Like Birds. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. All right, peace out. Yeah, bye. Yeah.